0: Hello and welcome to the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the journey. We live in a world that is short on compassion. And so we are spending Fridays here in the month of June exploring the question Does Jesus care? And do we? And so this is part three of this series. In part one, that first Friday in June, we talked about Jesus showing compassion to a great multitude of people on a really inconvenient day. Last Friday, part two of this series, we listened in as Jesus interacted with a Gentile woman and showed compassion to her when no one else seemed to care. Roger, in part three, we're talking about a man that pretty much everybody else had given up
1: on. Absolutely, and this is one of our favorite stories in the Bible. It comes from Luke chapter 19, and it's the story of Zacchaeus, a wee little man who climbed up in the sycamore tree. A lot of us have learned that song as when we were children, and it's not just a children's song. It's not a children's story. It's something that's in our Gospels that God wants us to know and understand. And so what we're going to look at here in Luke chapter 19 is how Jesus shows compassion to a person whom everyone else turned their back on and gave up on. And and again, it reminds us the times we live in. Maybe somebody like that at school or somebody like that at work, and no one else uh, will do anything. But there you feel within your heart that you can do something, and that's what we're going to look at. Let's read the text, Luke chapter 19, and the first 10 verses It says he entered Jericho and was passing through, and let me just give a pause there for a moment. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and Luke records his long journey to Jerusalem. Jesus has an appointment with the cross. So he knows what he's going to do. He does. He's not going to be caught off guard. When he goes to Jerusalem, he's not going to be surprised. He knows he's going to die on the cross. But his mind is not so centrally focused that he can think about no one else or anyone else. This is an important mission. This is why Jesus came to earth. But in the journey to Jerusalem... There was a man, verse 2, called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in statue. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost." Now, one of the powerful things about this story, as we think about Jesus going on to Jerusalem and to the cross, and he encounters this Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus had heard some things about Jesus. And he wanted to see who Jesus was. We're not told what he heard, but one of the disciples, one of the apostles, Matthew, was a tax collector. On other occasions, Jesus has gone to the home of tax collectors. And so maybe Zacchaeus is curious about this. Who is this rabbi? Who is this teacher that is even a friend to someone who no one else likes, like the tax collectors? And so in this beautiful story here, we see the compassion of Jesus being demonstrated. Now to start with, we notice four things against Zacchaeus. Four things that we could say that made him stand out or made him be different. First one, of course, is his size. He's short. And if you're extremely tall, extremely short, you've heard it all your life the jokes, the teasings, and, and all the things. He has heard that all his life. He climbs up in a tree because he can't see Jesus because of the crowd. And so his small statue is something against him. Secondly, he's a tax collector. That's the major strike against him. Uh, As this story ends, Jesus refers to him as the son of Abraham. He's a Jewish man, but he's working for the Romans. He's collecting taxes from the Jews to give to the Romans. Now, in that time period, the tax collectors would add a little bit higher to the tax that's how they made their money so if your tax was 100 dollars the tax collector may say it's 125 he'd give 100 to romans and he would keep the 25 and so so that's how tax collectors got along and for the jews they looked upon tax collectors as being traitors. it looks like you're you're working for the enemy we're oppressed by this government this government is in our way and you are one of the tax collectors Third thing against Zacchaeus is he's a chief tax collector. That means he, he was over other t- tax collectors. We wonder if he knew Matthew. We wonder who else he might have had under him as he was like the boss of all the tax collectors. And then the passage tells us that he was rich. He'd gotten his money by being a tax collector. And so all those things are just the right ingredients for everyone around him not to like him. If you were having a party, you would not invite Zacchaeus. If you had some graduation ceremonies, Zacchaeus is not included. Having a wedding, he would not be on your list. Because that's how the Jewish people felt about people like Zacchaeus.
0: Roger, all month long, we've been exploring, okay, we hear this word compassion all the time. What is that? What does it look like? And we tried to root this in part one of the series by... This is something that has to start on the inside. And as you're giving us that overview, I couldn't help but think of Matthew before Zacchaeus. You mentioned that this was not the first tax collector, of course, Jesus has interacted with. And I love how Matthew's story leads us to what was going on on the inside of Jesus. If time allowed, we could go back and we could read it all in Matthew chapter 9. We know that Matthew was sitting in a tax booth when Jesus said, follow me. You know, this isn't a man who has failed at the tax collecting business. He's practicing it on that day when Jesus calls him And of course, it moves from there to the next scene in Matthew's gospel is Jesus is reclining at a table in a house with a whole lot of tax collectors and known sinners. And it's in that moment that some of the Pharisees, they gathered together around Jesus' disciples and they say, "Why? Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners?" And I'd really encourage our audience in light of everything we've already talked about and and today's conversation to listen to what Jesus says next. Matthew chapter 9 verse 12. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. What is compassion? It is wanting people who are sick. To be well, not just physically sick, but spiritually sick. It is recognizing that this person has blown it, that this person may well have acted like a traitor. This person is on the wrong side, first and foremost of God. But I love how Jesus doesn't just teach us about compassion. He shows us. And the way that he does that is telling us what compassion desires. In Matthew 9, Jesus desired mercy. Matthew needed it. Jesus felt compassion and extended Mercy. We read stories like that all over the Gospels. If time allowed, we could go earlier in Luke's Gospel and we could read about a well-known sinful woman who comes into the house of a Pharisee as Jesus is eating with that Pharisee. And the Pharisee wants nothing to do with that sinful woman. In fact, he says to himself, if Jesus knew what sort of a woman this was, he would know he should be sure. Doing her away. But what does Jesus do? He feels compassion. He desires mercy. He shows that that is what we're exploring this month. Jesus cares
1: and he's teaching us to care in the same way. So back in our Zacchaeus story, let's, let's look at verse five, if you're following along with your Bible, because here we see really the compassion of Jesus coming out. The text tells us there was a crowd there. And so as Jesus is on the road here, heading towards Jerusalem, there's a throng of people around him. Zacchaeus is up in this tree. And verse five says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house of all the people in that crowd, Jesus stopped by that tree. And when Jesus looked up in that tree, he said, Zacchaeus. And now that little tax collector, that must have shocked him. How in the world with all these people, all the things that this Messiah has done, how did he know my name? And he calls him by name. He tells him to come down. And then, as far as I can remember, this is the only occasion in which Jesus invited himself into someone's home. He went to a lot of homes, but usually they asked him to come. Come, my little daughter's dying, or come over here. But on this occasion, Jesus is saying, come down here, for I must stay at your house. He is inviting himself to the home of Zacchaeus. And and that that just shows that he's breaking all these barriers, all these boundaries about about how people felt about Jews and Gentiles and how they felt about tax collectors. And Jesus said, you know, I'm coming to your home. Even though I've got an important date here in Jerusalem, I've got some great things I've got to do. I have time for you. And that's what compassion is. Compassion is making the time for someone else. My life is not so busy. My schedule's not so full that I cannot stop, and I cannot help you.
0: My Bible is open where uh, the story of Zacchaeus is on the left side of the opening, and on the right side, we read about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. I mean, literally, it is lines down. But I love, Roger, you highlighting that. I I just jotted down a couple of notes as you were reflecting on verse 5. How did Jesus show compassion? He looked this man in the eye. And I don't think we should just gloss over that. How can I show compassion? Maybe to somebody, everybody else has given up on, even this weekend. Look them in the eye use their name. As you said, make time for them. Ultimately, treat them as worthy. Worthy of your time. Worthy of your attention. Worthy of sacrificing for. In this case, worthy of the mercy and the grace we've been
1: talking about. And I think what's really interesting, you know, if we could see this from the standpoint of Zacchaeus, all he was hoping to do was see Jesus. You know, I've heard about him. I've not seen him. So I'm up in this tree and I just want to see what he looks like. Never did he think that Jesus would stop. And never did he think Jesus would call him by name. And never did he think Jesus is going to say, I want to come to your home. All of that just, just reflects the care and the love of Jesus. Now, verse 6 tells us that Zacchaeus hurries down. I mean, who wouldn't? He'd hurry and came down and received him gladly. And when they saw it, verse 7, now we're not told who they are. It's that it's, it's crowd most likely. And they saw this. They all began to grumble, saying, "'He's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner.'" And so they they are they are just throwing dirt upon what's taking place here. Here is such a contrast. Jesus has shown us compassion, and the crowd has shown us a cold heart, a careless heart. We don't care about Zacchaeus. He's not one of us. He doesn't count. He's not going to be included. And that was the response that they had. But as Jesus ends this section, he reminds us all that today, verse 9, salvation has come to this house for he too is a son of Abraham. A great expression of acceptance, approval, and how God saw in Zacchaeus, this person is worthy of me coming and showing my compassion upon him.
0: Well, and in this case, I mean, Jesus is speaking to Jews, reminding them, even though Zacchaeus has made a uh, a questionable career choice and perhaps taken advantage of a number of his fellow Jews he is also a son of abraham he is also a descendant of abraham now i cannot say that of myself the vast majority of people that i run across where i live i'm i'm not going to identify them as a the son of abraham and yet i can follow jesus's lead In reminding myself and even reminding others, listen, everybody I lock eyes with, every single person I interact with, is an image bearer of God, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of where they grew up, the language that they grew up speaking, regardless of how much money or little money they have, regardless of where they live, regardless of what they do for a living, regardless of good and foolish choices, every single person I will interact with today is created in the image of God, which means... If we follow Jesus's lead, sometimes I'm going to see a crowd interacting with someone and treating them less than. You know, uh, that starts, unfortunately, for many in school, right, where someone talks differently, someone looks different, someone acts different, and they are immediately ostracized. They are immediately put on on the outside. And in that moment, even as a very young person, I've got an opportunity. Am I going to join the crowd or am I going to remind myself and perhaps the crowd this person also is created in the image of God. There's going to be times maybe I, I hear my own children, maybe I hear myself talking about someone as less than. What a powerful reminder from Jesus. He too, she also is an image bearer of God and that
1: ought to shape the way I treat them. Then verse 10, which, which is a major principle of the New Testament, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, now the crowd up in verse 7, they were saying he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. And Jesus didn't, didn't back away from that statement. He didn't say, no, 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 you, you've judged this man, or you guys got self-righteousness. He's not a sinner. No, Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. Zacchaeus was lost. But that's why I'm here. But what the crowd failed to see was that they too were sinners. And what the crowd failed to see is they did not accept Jesus as Zacchaeus did. And what the crowd failed to receive was the salvation that Jesus here was offering. And so uh, compassion, compassion that, that goes beyond what, what the crowd's thinking, what is being said on TV, what's being said on social media. You look through all that and, and see, here's somebody's made in the image of God and maybe people are making fun of that person. Maybe that someone's being a bully to that person, but they are special to God, and that matters to us. That's where compassion begins. And so compassion looks beyond ethics. It looks beyond someone's social status. It looks beyond skin color. It looks beyond all the divisions we have today, and it looks to a heart that I can make a difference and I
0: can help. Roger, I don't know about you. I, I needed the reminder of verse 10 today because it is one thing for me to show compassion to my own children. One thing for me to show compassion to a a faithful brother or sister in Christ who's going through a a particularly difficult challenge with their health. One thing for me to show compassion to a shut-in who for years and years served the Lord and now just isn't able to do what they once did. But Luke chapter 19 verse 10 reminds me today, and I hope reminds all of us, those who are lost need compassion just as surely as those who have been found. Isn't that the point of those lost parables of Jesus just a little earlier in the Gospel of Luke that we are dealing with a shepherd who is willing to leave the 99 to go in search of the one that is lost?
1: There's a story I remember long, long ago, but it took place on a Sunday morning in a church service, and the services were going on. The congregation was singing, and then walked a young college student. He had long hair. He was barefoot. He walked in. He didn't see any place to sit, so he walked all the way to the front and just sat on the floor. And the singing stopped, and everyone looked, and everyone wondered, what in the world is this College kid doing sitting on the floor. He has no shoes on. Everybody was starting to whisper, and from the back came this eighty-year-old deacon. He 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 was dignified. He was wearing a three-piece suit. He walked with a cane. Even had a gold pocket watch. He made his way to the front, and everyone thought that he was just going to give this young kid uh, what he needs to hear. But he lowered his cane. He sat down on the floor right beside that college student. Hmm. And the song leader, tears streaming down his eyes saying, we won't remember any of the things of the sermon today. We won't remember the song, but we will never forget what we've just seen. Compassion. And that's what we need to see. And we need to realize that not everyone is like us. There are Zacchaeuses in the world. Sometimes we might be the Zacchaeus in the world. And to understand how important it is to care for one another. Does Jesus care? Uh, we have emphasized and seen all month
0: long. Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. But the convicting question we've been wrestling with all month long is okay, what about us? Do we care? Roger, I appreciate you engaging in this conversation with me. We appreciate all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for today's journey. Always remember when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound and the best is yet to come.